Hey everyone, this is Deacon Estalia, and this is a post-sermon podcast. I am with Vicar James, um, and today we are having a special episode where we will be discussing a little bit his, his sermons, but just his, his whole past year um, uh, with his, his vicarage at St. John and, and the development of his preaching. How are you doing today, Vicar? I'm doing okay. Man, I can't believe you're... Well, are you done yet? Uh... I guess technically not. No, I still, I mean, I'm still employed here for another three days, I think. Three, oh, yeah, three days. Yeah, and how does this feel for this being, well, I guess this is going to be your second to last episode. Yeah, second, one we're doing one more right after this one. Wow, yeah, it's incredible to think it's already, it's been a whole year. Um, and I know I wanted to do this episode to just really give you a chance to talk about the sermon process, what you've learned this past year. You're not, you're not a pastor yet, but you were able to, for this past year, really work on your skills um, and, and find out what it's like to really work on that, the art of, of preaching. Uh, so let's, let's start with, with your growth um, in this past, past year. Uh, tell us, tell us what, what you learned about preaching. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it's it's it is it, it is challenging at times. Um, you know, it's funny because it's different. Each sermon is different and um, completely different animal every time you approach it. Uh, there's a process to doing it, and I think that um, what I developed most over this last year was just kind of locking down that process and working through it. You know, making mistakes and figuring out how to um, overcome those mistakes, and um, and just uh, being able to be more comfortable in the in the sermon writing process, and so I think that's what I, I worked on uh, the most is just just getting that locked in and and being able to you know work through the whole things. So you mentioned making mistakes. <laughs> Do you mind just elaborating? Like what what were some of the mistakes or like trials and errors you had with preaching? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge that I had over the last year was uh, was. Uh, sharpening the problem, I guess is the way to say it. It's, uh, you know, whenever you look at a text, you you have to figure out, you know, what the problem in the text is and why um, why does that matter to the congregation? You know, you can uh, preach something that's true, but it may not really make a whole lot of difference to the people who are listening. And so I think that was the biggest struggle I had. And I think it's probably a problem that most vicars are going to have anyway, just because they're not all that familiar with uh, the congregation, and they're also new to, to preaching in general. And so so we tend to to caution on the side of generalities, right? You know, for an example, in the in the sermon that I, I did two weeks ago, uh, well, yeah, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before that, you know, Ladders to Nowhere, and I started out talking about how different religions, you know, um, uh, climbed the ladder to God and, you know, you know, used works righteousness to get up to God. I could have left it at that, and that would have most certainly been true, and we could have just been like, well, that's them, and this is us, they're bad, we're good, everything's okay. But that wouldn't have been a particularly helpful sermon for people. Instead, that was just an example of how other people do it, and then I turned to how we... Um, we tend to try to climb that ladder as well, the different things that we do. And so and, you know, so I, I kind of started far away and moved closer to sharpen the problem, you know, why it is that we need to focus on this and how, how Jesus is the solution to that problem, how we focus on Christ. And so I think that was the biggest challenge that I faced over 
uh, the last year. I remember several times, um, you know, writing a sermon and then, you know, just like stressing because I'm going to deliver this sermon, you know, even one time the next day, and I hadn't had it written yet, <laughs> let alone memorized. <laughs> and so... Uh, Must have been a long day. Then. It was. It was a long day. So I think I left, uh, this was, I think this was a Wednesday service. I left, uh, I left Tuesday night, uh, finally had it written, and then, uh, and I spent all the next day memorizing the the, uh, the sermon so that I could preach it at twelve. So, uh, I, so I, I uh, that was that was a struggle. But I, I but I think it w- it was good though because you know you learn, you know you you learn how to deal with those situations and uh, you learn to better sharpen the problem so you don't have that problem again. <laughs> sure. So you mentioned better sharpening the problem, and you did that through preaching to this particular congregation here at St. John, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it like preaching to the people at St. John? Oh, well, it was really good. You know, I think that every, like I said, every, every vicar is going to have the the same challenge because they don't know the congregation that well. So expect the next vicar to be very general. Hopefully he's not, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, I mean, we just don't know the congregation as well, but you know, it it was really good preaching. The, the, the congregation is very welcoming and, and very forgiving as well. I remember, you know, there was a couple of times where I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. And, uh, and even one time it was like, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it was something like, and sometimes, and then I lost it. And then I said, and sometimes you just forget what you're going to say. <laughs> and so I turned around and walked up to the pulpit and <laughs> looked at my notes and then continued on. But, was that the time you, you like sighed when you couldn't remember? I think that was the second time I did that. <laughs> yeah. The first time I just said, uh, I just said, and sometimes you just forget what you're going to say. Yeah. And I think I, line. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're very forgiving. I think they laughed at me or not laughed at me, but laughed and, and, um, and, uh, yeah, and it was, it was fine. So, yeah. So it's been, it's been really, a. a a joy to preach here. It's been a blessing. The congregation is so welcoming. And, you know, um, not really so much to do with preaching, but, you know, ever since I got here, I never felt like we were outside of the congregation or outside of the church. You know, we were welcomed in right away. You know, I never felt like, oh, this is the vicar. He's only going to be here for a year, you know. Just let him do his thing. Let's not really welcome him with open arms yeah yeah yeah. so i think uh i think it's been a a, it's been a real pleasure to 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 preach here and i and i've said this several times but i really uh am am grateful to them for them letting me practice on them so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you had to work with pastor adam quite a bit throughout the year and i'm assuming especially at the beginning extra maybe being with him extra time just um going over your sermons and whatnot. So what was that like, just working with, with Pastor on your sermon? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. I, I, I'm not, I mean, uh, he's the only pastor supervisor I've ever had, so, so basing it on that. <laughs> a little biased with that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I, I, I really, um, it, I, it was challenging not to work with him, but he challenged me to make sure my sermons were better. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't an easy thing to do, but he's really good at the the he's really good at the sermon process, and so he really opened my eyes up to how to write the sermon well. And, and again, the the sharpening the problem, he would always come back to that sharpening the problem and making it easier. It makes the, the, the solution of the problem more comforting and more concise. And so, so he's really good at the process and he's really good at conveying that process. I think he helped me out. Um, also, um, 
you know, he helped me polish a lot of my sermons. And I think this is uh, just a really good practice anyway. It's it's a lot easier when uh, you know to deliver a better sermon when you get feedback from people. Um, you know, because things you take for granted, like you know, should I say this quote or do I have to explain this quote? Do people know what this quote means? Right? Do I have to go into a lot of different context? You know, because they may or may not know the background behind this, like this weekend sermon uh, on Elijah. You know, when I was working through that text, I was thinking, well, you know, in order for this to work, people have to know the story of Elijah. So I had to go back. I had to make the conscious decision to go back several chapters and sort of explain the story to, of Elijah. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense what we were even talking about. Why is Elijah upset in this cave on Mount Horeb, right? So, And so, yeah, so... Anyway, I think it's been really good working uh, with uh, Pastor Adam. Uh, it's definitely improved my sermons. I know a lot of people say, you know, I really like this sermon or that sermon, and and I always try to give credit to Pastor Adam because uh, he has helped out quite a bit. He's he's uh, actually uh, made uh, you know some suggestions that that really did significantly change how the sermon uh, worked. Now, did you ever have to rewrite any of them? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, well, that one uh, I was telling you about that was the night before on the Wednesday. I, that one I had written already, and then I, and I trashed oh, the whole okay. thing and re- restarted. Um, I, the, one, the one with the national tragedy, I, I, that one wasn't, I mean, I didn't rewrite it. I just ditched what I was working on and, 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 and went in a completely different, a different direction. direction. So, so yeah, um, those are the only two times I think I actually had to start from scratch. Um, but I did make some some big modifications to some of them uh, throughout the uh, the year. And something else I know in your sermons, like there are different sermon structures that you worked on as as well, right? Yeah. Uh, do you have a particular one that you gravitated towards? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, it's story. A, yeah. No, no, no. Believe it or not, it's called problem solution. Um, oh okay. It's really it's a it's a really easy. Um, uh, sermon structure is just what's the problem, what's the solution to the problem. Um, I tend to gravitate towards that one. It's funny, Pastor Adam. Um, I was, I, you know, I was trying to do different sermon structures, um, and um, when I wrote the 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 sermon uh, for the um, the National Day of Tragedy, I actually started out with um, with uh, the problem solution. But then I decided at the end to incorporate the image, and and because of the nature of that sermon, Pastor Adam and I went over that sermon, and um, and uh, you know he start, he commented at the beginning because I put the structure at the top, and it said uh, problem solution. He's like, oh, your favorite structure again, right? And then <laughs> and then he starts he goes through the he starts to read through it, and at the at the bottom I had the image. He goes, oh hey, you did image delayed, and I said, hey look at that, I did a different structure. <laughs> <laughs> Though that's not what you started out with. <laughs> no, it's not what I started with. But hey, I got one more under my belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there one in particular, or one structure in particular that you really didn't like, or maybe it was just a big challenge for you? I don't know if there's one that I didn't like. There were some that I I wanted to use, but didn't really. Um, so yeah, it was hard to put it. It was hard to structure. You know, some some texts or sermons just fit better in different structures. Um, so kind of I, I default to two structures: the problem solution structure and the four page structure. This this weekend sermon was on, was a four page structure. Um, so I kind of default to those two. I tried to do the. Um, 
I, I wanted to do a, a comparison structure, but the few times that I looked at it, I, I just couldn't really get it to work. Like, you know, the, the, the text itself just didn't lend itself to doing a comparative structure. So, so there's quite a number of different ones. There's a lots of them I haven't tried. You know, there's one called Paradox Maintained. I haven't, <laughs> haven't even bothered to <laughs> try that one, but yeah, there's a bunch of them. So I don't know that there's one that I don't like, um, but there's a bunch I haven't tried. Let's talk about some specific sermons. Um, I know this episode we're not really focusing too heavily on like the last sermon on Sunday, um, but we also didn't have any episodes on those, uh, not just last Sunday, but the Sunday before. And I wanted to give you a chance. Is there anything you'd like to highlight from those sermons that you maybe liked or just wanted people to to really get out of out of your preaching in those? I don't think... Uh... Well, there, I, don't, I don't think there was anything earth-shattering about the two sermons, but uh, <laughs> but I, I did I liked the first one uh, I think the best of the two of them. Um, I think it was just a good Lutheran sermon, you know, um, uh, you know, ladders to nowhere. It was um, I I had been teaching these classes on the different religions, and you know, the one thing that was quite noticeable about all of them is, is that they all make ladders to God, you know, and so, um, and Lutheranism is, uh, you know, very much so against that, and, um, you know, and, and emphasize that, and a couple of people afterwards, um, you know, mentioned that, you know, that was a good solid sermon that, uh, you know, it's, it's something, you know, we need to hear, you know, every now and again to make sure that uh, we don't fall off the track there, so, so I think that one was, uh, I actually kind of enjoyed that sermon. Um, Once More Into the Breach, uh, the one that I preached just last weekend, uh, that, that sermon they might borrowed from uh, Dr. Penhalligan. He was um, he is a professor at uh, seminary. Um, I really I just kind of like the connection there, uh, you know, between uh, Henry V and um, and uh, the, uh, the the text on Elijah. You know how you feel. Well, it's it's easy to feel disillusioned. You know about our work. You know, especially in our modern world where things tend to go awry. And then you look at Elijah and things. Things are it's just, not much different. It's not much different. It's not much different. But uh, but there's still work to be done, and God sends us out there to do His work for Him. So, out of all your sermons this past year, do you have a particular favorite? <laughs> I know the <laughs> you one knew I was going to ask that. <laughs> I did. I did. I knew the. I knew that. Uh, I know that the one that everybody remembers is the is the drill sergeant sermon. I don't think anybody even knows what the name of it is. They just call it the drill sergeant sermon. Do you remember the name of it? I did. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think on, on, or yesterday you didn't remember the name. No, I did not. Uh, so I looked it up when you asked me and I said, uh, it's called the Dangerous War. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, 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 this war that we fight here, the spiritual war is a dangerous war. Uh, but that's actually not my favorite sermon. I actually, um, it was one of the first sermons I preached. It's called The Power of Prayer um, on uh, uh, James uh, uh, 5. Um, I think I, I really like that sermon. Uh, it kind of it was a problem solution uh, um, structure, and then I think it I think it did a it, it did a pretty good job of laying out the problem. You know how we pray for things, and sometimes we just don't get those things. And then I worked through that whole thing, and and uh, you know ended with uh, you know Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he was praying for the Father to take this away if it was His will. And yeah, and, I remember that sermon. Yeah, and I think that's my that's my favorite sermon. Do you remember if we did a podcast episode on that? Oh, yeah, yeah no, no, that was, was back in September. That was, oh, that was September you did that. Wow. Yeah. I said, no, we definitely did not have one on that. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, so any others you wanted to talk about? I mean, I did like the drill sergeant uh, one. I think it was—that one was— 
that one was a fun one to preach, I think. Um, I, I enjoyed that sermon. In fact, you know, another one I liked, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was my apologetics sermon, the one uh, the one where, uh, with the, the different theories on, uh, you know, how uh, what happened to Christ's body. That one I enjoyed preaching, too. So, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about probably your favorite part of the process, <laughs> memorizing. Uh, so what was that like this past year? Oh, boy, that was terrifying at first. You know, I, I remember, I think it was our second conversation that we had. I call I called the day I, I was notified that I was going to be, you know, the, the day we got assigned to St. John. And, uh, you know, we talked to pastor, but he didn't mention anything about memorizing sermons. And, of course, just like you guys, you know, tried to Google me and social media me and all that, I tried to find out everything I could about St. John. And, um, you know, there was no video, so I really had no idea. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I had no idea what was going on. And so, uh, anyway, so I think in our second conversation, Pastor Ant mentioned to me that he, that uh, there's going to be a requirement to memorize sermons. And I was like, you know. <gasps> <laughs> terrified. <laughs> it was terrified, right? And then so over the summer, I preached once at our home congregation, and I and I made a, an effort to memorize the sermon. And I did, but it took me like, three days to memorize the sermon. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> How am I going to get anything else done? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> How am I going to get anything else done? And so when I first started here, um, that was the, that was the expectation. And, uh, I think it took, it still took about two or three days to memorize a sermon. So, um, but towards the end, it took you a lot less time, yeah, right? Yeah, now, now I'm down to about an hour a page. Um, so, um, so it's taught me a couple of things. One, to write shorter sermons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, that's, a, that's another thing I, I struggle with, is I, I tend to not be as concise as I should be. But um, So my sermons tend to be a little bit longer, and uh, so it takes longer to memorize them. But yeah, now I'm about an hour a page, so I can usually... Um, memorize uh, in in about five hours or six hours or so 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 yeah so it doesn't take me quite as long so yeah that was a little bit uh it was a little bit of a challenge at the beginning but i do i do see the benefit of it you know it's a lot easier to um to uh you know put the emotion in the uh, you know the 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 nuance in the um, inflection in if you have the sermon memorized you know you can look at pe the people too right yeah and your head's not constantly bobbing up and down you know looking at your your notes or whatever i wonder how easy it is to make the manuscript a crutch as well like so I don't know, when you memorize it, I mean, you don't have anything in front of you. You just have your memory. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always, um, uh, you know, I, I use the manuscript. I mean, not as a, I don't know, I don't know what you mean by a crutch exactly, but I always have my manuscript up there just in case I forget, because, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to, uh, like, completely lose my place and then not be able to find it again, you know, even with the manuscript. So, so okay. I always have it up there. So then you still have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, but, don't, I just don't use it, you know, but it's there. I, I, it's funny. I, as a professor at the seminary the homiletics class, you know, he, he told us a story that absolutely, it was going to stick with me forever. But he said, um, he said he, he had, he had his sermon memorized and he was at a congregation that, um, had to, uh, you know, it was three services. And so, um, during the first uh, uh, two services, he had his manuscript in front of him, and he was—he um, just knew when to turn the pages because he knew where he's at. He just had—he just knew, right? And so the third time he preached, um, 
he didn't he didn't move the pages you know because he just was like i got this i got this and then he forgot his place and then he spent 15 seconds trying to find his place in his, uh, <laughs> in his sermon <laughs> so too much confidence is not always yeah, a good thing so, but but yeah no it's really good to have your sermon memorized i think it, it definitely uh, adds to the delivery mm-hmm. and then i guess throughout the year too there probably came a point where it was no longer as nerve-wracking and terrifying to no, no, but I still pray that uh, I won't forget anything. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right before I go up there, <laughs> usually during the hymn of the day. <laughs> Please let me remember this. <laughs> so yeah, so but it's not as it's not as challenging as it was. And uh, you know, you if you if you know your sermon and you know the you know generally what it is you're going to say, um, even if you can't remember the exact words, you can usually phrase phrase it the way you're you're, you're planning on it. So so okay, well. My last question for you is, do you have a favorite part of the process for writing a sermon? Yeah, I, I actually think that my favorite part of the process is um, when is doing the research, uh, reading all of the different um, commentaries, the, the different uh, resources out there, and just trying to, and seeing the different ways that people have preached the different texts, and seeing, you know, um, you know how best to, to put that into place. You, you get a lot of different perspective. Um, I try to go to, a, you know, a couple of different sources for certain, um, you know, the Concordia commentaries, uh, Luther's preaching on the text is always good. Um, yeah, there's a there's a website out there called the Craft of Preaching um, that has a lot of good resources. So so I, I actually I think that's my favorite part um, is actually just kind of looking through the text and and actually another favorite part is um, is is translating the text because it's interesting sometimes not 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 always or even necessarily usually. But there are sometimes that there's different nuances in the text that don't just that don't come out very well in the English, and so um, so it's it's, in, it's interesting to see those um, those different nuances as they come out. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, I think only once this year I've actually used Greek in a sermon to to you know point something out, and and interestingly I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but somebody came up to me and said, you know that the the, the, the th- thanks for for explaining what the Greek was, that what that meant. So yeah, it's, it's not something that happens all the time, but but uh, it's really interesting when it does. Well, thank you, Vicar, for uh, today's discussion about your sermons um, and just for this past year of preaching the word to us. Uh, we actually have one more episode with Vicar James. That's we're actually be recording right after this one. Yep, so it's going to come <laughs> out a little later. Uh, but this is a farewell episode where we're just going to kind of have fun. It's going to be me and Pastor Adam will be in the episode with Vicar and just going to ask him some questions about this next year at the seminary and just uh, he's getting closer and closer, less than a year to become a pastor. So it'd be fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also just with um, National Youth Gatherings coming up soon, so there's going to be some different summer scheduling with our podcast episodes. So just to give you guys a heads up on that, uh, the links to both of Vicar's last two sermons will be in the show notes. And if you would like to listen to those sermons, you could also go to stjohndublin.org. Um, and then if you, the listener, have would like to submit any question, please feel free to uh, email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Uh, we always pre- appreciate 
questions, uh, especially from our confirmation students. That's always cool when we get those on the sermon notes. Yeah, they're usually some of the most insightful, too. They usually are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so thank you again for feeding us the word, not just this past week, but this, this whole year of your vicarage. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. All right. Bye.